2: Oh, uh, yeah. Here it is. It is Tuesday. It is Chair Shot Radio. It is Hockey Talk here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. And, of course, I am Patrick O'Dowd with you every week alongside my good friend, the lawyer himself, the king of Disney, master of Rise of the Resistance, David Ungar. Welcome to the program. Again. Oh,
1: a pleasure to be back as always to talk some NHL as we are into the home stretch, the last furlong of the season, pretty much. Trade deadline right. gone.
2: Trade deadline gone. Every wild card race tight. One division not tight. All the other divisions fairly tight, at least for the for positioning in second, third, fourth, what what have you. So we're gonna talk about that in the second half of the program. What we're gonna talk about in the first half of the program today after our first commercial break is going to be and I thought about this after we did the show. So we had Kyle Moores on the show last week to t- talk like to do our trade deadline preview, which really we should have just said was a trade deadline preview post view as We recorded the show before the trade deadline. However, the show dropped post-deadline. So all the trades we talked about possibly happened, happened before the show where we talked about the possibly happening happened. So what we're going to do after our first commercial break is we are going to react to some of the bigger trades. uh, Maybe talk a little bit about how our teams did, maybe some winners and losers, and Yeah. And then we'll, in the second half of the show, we'll talk about the standings and kind of the final push. Who's going to, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. I think it's going to be a good show, Dave. Uh, Hope you, hope you are ready, ready to go. You got your, you got your, your, your thinking cap on your, your trade deadline cap ready.
1: I am wearing literally my tinfoil hat right now, Patrick. I'm ready.
2: The conspiracies are abound, and we're going to get to all of them when we come back. That's right. You're listening to Hockey Talk on Chairshot Radio, part of the Chairshot Radio Network here on the thechairshot.com.
0: Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
2: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code chairshot to save 10%.
2: That's angrylemonade.net. All right, welcome back, everyone. Okay, so next year, Dave, we should just do this show as a post-trade deadline show with Kyle and talk about the trades that happened. If we're going to continue to be on a Tuesday, because like the timing's just dumb.
1: And we even recorded later in the day to try and uh, to try and make it a little bit uh, more up to date. But yeah, there was uh, literally after we got done recording. A couple of the trades Giroux we discussed.
2: Langerou got traded right after we finished, like an hour after we finished recording. Langerou goes to Florida. It's like, yep. damn it. Yep. And uh, I mean, I watched, I
1: don't know if you saw his debut game. He got like the primary assist on a goal 27 seconds into the game. And I'm like, there you go.
2: I mean, yeah. So, and yeah, it was just—it was one of those things. I will say this to our credit, and, and to you and Kyle's credit, actually. I'm gonna—I'm gonna toss you two the, all the flowers because you two were great. I just asked the questions as as kind of the the host and moderator. I, I posed the questions, and you and you and Kyle did all of the answering. We got a lot of things right last week, though. On uh, who was going where, you know. It, it, the word had already kind of spread about Claude Giroux going to Florida. We talked about that one a little bit. I, I do believe we did we get the marc Andre Fleury one right, or where uh, did I we say? I don't Somewhere think else.
1: anybody suspected Minnesota. They weren't really noted as a player. I mean, it was like Washington. It was uh, Vegas, um, maybe a couple of other teams, but I, I didn't see because Minnesota's got a decent starter already, so they didn't seem like. You know when you looked at the landscape of things like the Minnesota Wild didn't jump out and say yeah there's a good area good landing spot for Flurry, but yeah they certainly got better with the addition of a of a, a you know a Stanley Cup champion future Hall of Famer. So I, I didn't that one is so, one that kind of surprised me.
2: I laughed because I had thrown out the name Max Domi as, as a as a possibility to go to the Canes and. Kyle scoffed scoffed I tell you and and that one happened and when I messaged him that Domi went to the Canes he was like I don't get it uh and in fact let me see if I can I'm gonna bring up what he said exactly I'm gonna bear with me for a second folks um and also I do want to acknowledge I'm a little under the weather today I got a little sniffle going so you're gonna hear a lot of sniffles today there's just not What's do so? Like Max told me to the Canes, and he's like, "That's a bit of a head scratcher for me." He plays center, and Carolina has so many of those that they're already playing Nekas, and I can never pronounce this guy's name. Kotkin, Kotkinami. Yeah. Yeah. Kakamami. Kakamami Out of position. Works. Uh, position out of the out of out. He's out of position at the wing, and he's only got 32 points in 53 games this year. So. Not really the scoring punch that he was expecting or hoping for, and that's what Kyle brings to the table, folks. He he just know he knows the stats. He kind of rolls, he rattles them off. I have to like look shit up, like I have to like look him up, write down a lot of things, come to come to the show ready for it, and 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 then like hope I don't sound like an idiot by the time everything airs. So, but yeah, Dave. My blues made like one move, picked up a couple of defensemen from Detroit. Uh, they needed defensemen. I don't know that they did anything to make themselves better. Uh, and we lost uh, a guy that I love. And um, again, you want to talk about um, not being able to pronounce last names. Um, I, I'm not even going to bother. Sun, Sunquist. Oh, Sunquist. It's, it's Sun the Q. There's Yeah. The e sung twist, oscar sung twist he was a he was a big part of the stanley cup team i just feel like the blues have slowly but surely just continued to dismantle that cup team and just it feels more more like a soft rebuild for this team than than a playoff push team does that make sense
1: yeah they they pretty much stood pat I don't think that they really got the impression that they needed to make any sort of big moves bolster their defense, which may or may
2: not help against Minnesota. But. They give up five ga- five goals to Calgary like it was Duffett. Like, and I'm not saying Calgary's a bad team, but like they're giving up goals like it's their job. They're not playing well, and a lot of it's the defense. Like they can score, but they can't. Like I, uh, it's frustrating.
1: They still laid a five to two whooping on the Caps the other day, so season sweep
2: for your guys. Well, the Caps are overrated. I mean, they're oh. they're just happy to be here, according to you. So, did your Caps even do anything? By the way, did did they did they make any moves? They anything? Made,
1: they made two that uh, have most of the Caps Nation not happy. One of them was they brought Marcus Johansson back from I think he was in Seattle. And Mojo was on the team before the team before they won the cup. Uh, I don't get it because you know, it's a move where you're looking at a team that's kind of old to begin with, as we all know. And that just makes them older. The other one, the other big move that they made was getting Johan Larson who, if he's healthy, could be a good addition. I think he's uh what is he a defenseman or a forward? I'm not sure. Um, problem is he's missed like the last 19 games with sports hernia surgery so it's like you picked up a guy who's injured and yeah if he's if he's healthy maybe he helps but i you know neither move most of everything i read from caps fans everywhere were very unhappy with the moves because we needed to get younger we needed to get faster they got older they got slower and they got more injured and that's not what this team needs right now. They made no moves to address the goaltending conundrum that they have. And yeah, it, it it's, it's disappointing. This team is tailor made for a quick exit in the
2: first round. Hey, I'm right there with you. Colorado was in on the Claude Giroux trade. They did not obviously execute that because Florida in a rich get richer scenario got richer there. They did pick up Arturi Lakinen for kind of a pretty for a song really a second round pick and a prospect like that's 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 good and the canadians you know they're not going anywhere they they absolutely could sell away and so it's a good it's good for both squads cuz montreal could start you know find some folks for the future lakenin is basically one of the best players on a bad team and he gets to go to a contender Uh, Where hopefully he can he can booster you know bolster that team and I I don't know I really like that move for them I I don't know how I don't know how much of a push or a difference it'll make but it's I'm I'm all in on that
1: yeah I think anything Colorado does right now I mean they're they're playing with house money so uh, it's a good move yeah Montreal I think was officially eliminated. From playoff contention, no shocker there, so that it's a solid move good, good play by Colorado. you know, add some depth, uh, address whatever areas that they think is he a defender or who what? yeah yeah, you know and and we've talked about it. Colorado certainly has no shortage of scoring depth, and I watched a fun game to watch the other day it was Colorado and um Edmonton played, and that was really good. Nathan McKinnon got the game winning goal in overtime. So, yeah, I think, you know, when you look at Colorado and you say, where have they been weakest in the playoffs, you look at their defense and say, well, they gave up too many goals to Vegas last year. They gave up too many goals to what Dallas two years ago in the bubble. Um, You know, they need to shut that down. So, yeah, they're adding adding defensive depth. Probably a smart move for those guys. I mean, they don't have any discernible weaknesses otherwise.
2: Yeah, it's it really is about uh, again. It's about the defense. They can score with anybody, and they and even their defensemen score. So it's it really is it's stopping the other team, much like St. Louis, except they're doing a better job at it.
1: Yeah, there's one. There. I'm looking up right so, now some other some of the other moves. Um,
2: well, I wanted to go over real quick and talk about the failure that was the Nashville Predators. <laughs> like, how do you not unload foot for Forsberg? How do you how do you not resign him and then fail to trade him and you're going to lose this guy in free agency? For so basically, you get nothing in return
1: for this guy. Probably asking for too high a price in return, and and just didn't. I mean sure for a
2: rental, yeah. and that's the thing you, you got to know that you're offering a rental, uh, but that's just disaster all over. And Kyle talked about them at length. You guys both talked about them at length last week, and they just really fulfilled everything that. That that we that you guys pontificated on, they were just terrible. Yeah.
1: So okay, I'm sorry. Lekkinen is a forward.
2: (laughs) I just saw that, and they got him in
1: exchange for defenseman. Your guys got defenseman Nick Letty, which will help because.
2: But but is it really going to help that much? Like, it's an okay move. It's not. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, we got two defensemen out of the deal. We got Letty and some other guy who nobody cares about. Everybody talked about Letty, So it just, it, they did like, that's really where the conversation was. It just didn't, it didn't feel like enough, I guess. It, maybe that's just my fan in me.
1: Yeah. I, I'll tell you the move that we had talked about on the show and said, this move should happen, but it probably won't. And it did was Toronto getting defenseman, Mark Giordano from Seattle. Yep. Um, that was a, that's a big move for them because that, is something somebody that can definitely help the Toronto Maple Leafs? They got him in what Chris Blackwell from Seattle for draft picks. Um, good, you know, good move by Toronto to bolster their lineup, give away some draft picks. I I really like the move for them. I think that's going to help Toronto immensely. Giordano's a, a little bit of an underrated defender. I thought smart, smart move on their part.
2: Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really sniffling like crazy. Uh, um, the one other team I wanted to talk to you about,
1: Boston Bruins. Okay, so we could
2: talk about the Brus. I think they did good things.
1: They did. They got Hampus Lindholm from the Ducks. Huge yep. for you know getting that defender because and Boston. We're going to talk about that after the commercial break where the Bruins are right now. Um, They're sure. they are, and that's a big get. And they and they just had a big win the other night, and then they go and all the rumors about the brusque wanting to leave in Boston, and then they re-sign him for two years after the trade deadline. He didn't go anywhere at the trade deadline. They quelled that squelched that whole issue. The brusque is going to stay. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Boston's a team to kind of keep an eye on right now.
2: Much to my chagrin, because now I have to listen to insufferable Boston fans, but this is why Boston's successful. A few, about a month and a half, two months ago, we talked about, what successful franchises do. It was when the ownership changed in Pittsburgh. Uh, and Boston Bruins are a model of just great ownership and great front office, and they did it. They took care of business. I was surprised that they got to Bruss back. It seemed like that relationship was dead. And so for them to not only not trade him, but to then to also re-sign him, at his age, because he's young, that's Boston's just going to keep being good. They're just going to keep being good. Sorry, Caps fan.
1: Hey, they're not my division, so that's fine for I, now. Yeah,
2: but keep They'll just keep bouncing you for the playoffs. All that's we
1: all. won't. We'll never get to Boston this year. Don't don't kid yourself, Pat. It's it's going to be okay.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Okay. So all right. Well, I feel like you know happened at the trade deadline. Any other losers out there that you want to talk about? Anybody else out there that you're just like, "Damn, why did you fail?" I would argue Carolina with with just only with everybody else in their division getting better and the best they could do is Max Domi, I would call Carolina a loser at the trade deadline.
1: I don't think the Rangers did enough at the trade deadline. They're uh, they're positioned in a good spot right now and I don't think, you know, they like we talked about last week, they have trouble with not just secondary scoring but primary scoring sometimes. I don't think that they did enough to add to where they need to be. This is a team that is much better than a lot of us thought. Not me. I had them pretty much, you know, in third place. I thought they'd beat out the Caps, and they are. Um, but I, I don't think that they added anything as far as scoring depth that they needed at the trade deadline. The Rangers are a team I look at and say, you didn't do enough. I think, yeah, I think... um. Edmonton's another team that didn't really make any moves, and they've been up and down all year uh they need better they have no problem scoring with mcDavid and Drysidel, but defensively, you know where are you gonna go? I mean, sure, if you're looking at well i th- I know we're gonna talk standings in in a minute i looking at their potential first round series, yeah, they can win that with what they have now beyond that, you got problems,
2: yeah, absolutely so but that's part of the game right that that is how we do it. We, we see teams that can make those moves, can find the way to, to get the deals and improve themselves. And then you just kind of others, whether it be, we talked about it. Some teams end up looking like donkeys and those are just a couple. All right, let's take a quick commercial break and then let's get into those standings a little bit. Um, when we come back from the break, before we go to our recorded commercials, though, it is, I am off like crazy today. I'm so sorry. Um, before we go to our recorded commercials, though, I, it's my duty to remind you that if you like what we do on the ChairShot Radio Network and at the Chairshot.com, despite my poor hosting work today, I, I, as I feel like I'm not bringing it today, I'm struggling, I'm a little under the weather, I'm all discombobulated, I got windows up and all over the place, but hopefully you still like us and you still listen to us. And if you do, the best way to support us in our little podcasting endeavor is to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a chair shot shirt we have all kinds of great designs out there for you to choose from from logos to phrases from the shows to the shows themselves shirts are reasonably priced at $19.99 a piece or if you're feeling fancy spend a few dollars more get it soft style it'll feel nice on your giblets it's all wonderful and cozy and it helps us helps us bring you quality content each and Every day, because that's what we do. In fact, you get me three days in a row, and the best way to keep getting me three days in a row is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and invest in a shirt. I thank you for it. I thank you for your support. I thank you for listening. Once again, support us at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. When we come back, a review of the standings as we head into our final playoff pushes. You are listening to Hockey Talk on Chairshot Radio, part of the Chair Shot Radio Network here at TheChairShot.com.
0: This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out cheshire.com bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts, galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshaw.com.
2: Okay, welcome back everyone. Dave, I you ever have there there's moments in life where you realize you're an idiot and you could have been doing things better than what you've been and i've talked about this before with with our setup we record on our laptops folks like i think everybody knows like it's laptops and tablets now that's that's the way you do things to to put the put podcasts on the interwebs and one of the biggest problems i have when recording hockey talk in particular but also bandwagon nerds is with my limited phone computer screen being able to like have all the information up, and today I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, Wait a second, why in the blue hell am I not just bringing shit up on my phone where I have information right there? Especially when, and I'm going to show this to you, I have oh, camera can't see it because um, it just doesn't matter, you can't see, it. but there's the ESPN app with the standings that it has beautiful little tabs where I can just tap wild card yeah. and look, there are the wild card
1: standings. I Boom. This it. is what I do, Patrick. I've got NHL.com on my phone and
2: <laughs> right at the standings. Why why have I been so stupid for so long? Why am I a Luddite? Uh, uh, on podcasting. Like I'm such a I'm such an amateur. I'm such an amateur, you know, I, and it's it's been a week of amateurism out of Patrick O'Dowd. Lost lost my mind a little bit on bandwagon nerds last Sunday when we were recording can't figure out how to work tabs on my own computer my recording device today stopped recording seven minutes and seven seconds into the program this is why dave is the post-production guy on the show because everything is pain and i'm terrible at it
1: as far as hosting goes I, i do have a little bit more in the experience category than you as far as hosting goes so these things happen pat
0: you're doing, I know. You're doing just
1: I'm fine, sure. man. Doing just fine. But Bang thanks, up job. Yeah. And if you do, yeah. and if Tony doesn't have a rundown on Sunday morning, what's he gonna do? You know, really.
2: he'll have his rundown. He just he'll have to. If he doesn't get his rundown, he just has to eat breakfast without a rundown. Like, and he'll get over it. Like, it's okay. Yeah. But it's rough. All right. So let's let's get into this. Let's look at look. Let's look at some things because four, three out of the four divisions have compelling hockey left to play. And then there's the Atlantic. And, uh, like, there's no compelling hockey to play, at least in terms of division standings. When you look at Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto, Boston, with Tampa Bay currently the lowest point total at 84. And then you got Detroit sitting technically in fifth place in the division at 59. Ain't nothing happening out of that division other than teams are gonna jostle around for seeding yeah, by the time two, send done.
1: Two, three, four. That's that's the big thing. I mean, right now, you know, you're looking Boston beat Tampa the other night. Tampa's currently yeah. this the first wild card.
2: Long court. Long you, card yeah.
1: What an I mean, if you're Florida or Carolina right now and they're only separated by one point. Certainly, out of the you're looking at Tampa and Washington as a wild card. Certainly, you want the Caps in that first round. The last team you want to see in the wild card is the two time defending champions.
2: Yeah, because they that. proven that it doesn't matter where they are in the playoffs; they will beat you. Here's the other crazy thing: is the wild card isn't really in doubt either. Like it, it's not at all. Like Washington and Tampa Bay are pretty firmly entrenched unless Columbus wins every game and Washington loses every remaining game. Like, that's that's it. That's the scenario. And as mediocre
1: it's, as the Caps are, I don't
2: see that happening. Yeah, they're good enough to be mediocre their way into the playoffs and be the last team in. So it's just, it's crazy to me to sit here and look at these standings and look at where teams really really are and realize... The Eastern Conference is done. Like, it's just done. We've been saying that for a month now, at least a month, if not longer that. I, I, I guess, here's the thing for me. I, w- I was really only paying attention to, like, the divisional numbers. Like, I wasn't really looking at, the pl- like, the pl- entire playoff picture. And to, to look at it and be like, well, shit. Like, no, I, I think... what are you playing for? If you're Columbus, what are you playing for at not this point good. you're building? for next year
1: yeah you're building some momentum the islanders are playing well at home at least not so well on the road but no it's been it's been this way for a good month i i, I looked at i mean and really the caps margin over columbus has stayed 13 14 points for six weeks now right. um and and you know that's not going anywhere now sure seating is the only thing that's still in doubt in the in the east right now as to, i mean and, and like you're saying highly unlikely Toronto catches Florida or Boston catches Florida. But here's the thing. If things don't change, you get Toronto, Boston in the first round, lots and lots and lots of history with that
2: matchup. Oh, say, say goodbye, say goodbye to Toronto. Oh, that absolutely. Happens. Absolutely. Like, and after I fool me once, shame on shame on you. Fool me twice. Won't get fooled again. George W. Bush.
1: Right. Um, You know, I, As far as my team's concerned, here's the thing. As far as my weekly caps update, they're going to end up with Florida or Carolina in the first round. You know, either of those series is over in five. Maybe they push Carolina to six simply off familiarity with them. And even that's a stretch. Um, They're not going anywhere. This is a team that cannot hang with Florida or Carolina. You say that, but then you never know. But I, you know, I, I really kind of like, want to ask you because it really seems likely we're going to get Minnesota St. Louis. Now that could change. I know Nashville and Dallas could jump St. Louis and the blues can end up in a wild card or potentially miss it entirely. But right now, you know, you got Minnesota St. Louis for the first round. Uh, how do you feel about that series? How does your team match up with the Minnesota wild granted? Now they got flurry in goal. How are you feeling, man?
2: But is flurry starting in goal. Like, I guess that's the real question. I mean, I guess you don't, you know, I guess you don't trade for them if you're not going to put him between the pipes. I hear here. Honest to God, Dave, I really think it depends on the, the last week of the season and what the blues are doing the last, because there's, you talk about an up and down team like this is a team that wins six in a row, then loses six in a row. And you know, you look at their last seven days, like they're what three and four, or something like that. Like it's, they're, they're playing – you talk about mediocre hockey. If they can't figure out how to defend um, and how to stop other teams on the attack, the Blues are going to – they're going to duck out in the first round again like they did last year. Will it be as painful? Probably not. We'll probably win two games. Um, but I think it's a six-game series at best if the Blues don't figure this out. And there's nothing that's shown me this season that they're going to figure it out on the defensive end. And, and so I think, I think right now as it stands, even if, even if St. Louis, if St. Louis falls, woe to them, like down into the wild card to where they're playing, you know, uh, one seed or, or two seed, like then it's, then it's done like dinner all the way. Um, but yeah, I think a, a St. Louis, Minnesota matchup, it'll, it'll feel evenly matched for two games before I think Minnesota would pull away. And it hurts me to say that as a Blues fan. Yeah,
1: right now Vegas on the outside looking in, which is shocking it's this late in the weird. season.
2: Yeah, um, but but there's still time. And and this is the other thing is you talked about it. You look at the point separation, and it's 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 ridiculous. Like so, let's 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 look here at the West.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, Vancouver not- still got a shot. I mean, I think anybody but Anaheim, San Jose. Still mathematically in it, but let's be honest—they're not going to make right. it. But
2: yeah, you—you yeah, you, you got what it. is it? And, let me count here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that are running between seventy-one and seventy-nine points.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And That's got... anybody's all game, right? Like, which makes for exciting end of the season hockey, but. I don't. I, I still think Vegas is going to find a uh, find a gear. I feel like they're going to find a way in. They just tend to do it. it it's frustrating as it is. I, I think they're going to. I think they'll find a way.
1: They're they're too good not to. But they've really struggled the last couple of weeks. Eichel's yeah. playing well, but the rest of the team just doesn't seem to have their have found their group. And I, I think at this point, you know, you got to say the LA Kings are for real. Um, I know they've suffered a big loss losing Drew Doughty. And maybe that loss is too much for them to overcome and they free fall and they fall out of this thing completely, which would suck because they've overachieved immensely this season. But yeah, and I think that you'll see that let's say the Kings do make the playoffs and let's say they are playing Edmonton in that first round. I think at that point, the loss of Drew Doughty rears its ugly head and they get steamrolled by the Oilers.
2: Um, Sure. but, But think of Dallas. Do you think Dallas holds on to that last wild card spot? They're they're actually they're playing really well right now. They're six and four. They've won three in a row as we're recording here on on Saturday. Um
1: I would have a little bit more faith in Dallas than Nashville right now. Um but Nashville's playing well as well. I, I mean I think Winnipeg's another team to kind of watch down the stretch. They've been playing better as of late. You know, this is important because I think all these teams you don't want to be that last wildcard team and draw Colorado in the first round. Cause I, you know, Colorado is going to come in with something to prove and they made it, enough moves that that's three years now. Yeah. You could get trucked pretty hard in the first round by the avalanche. So I think if you had your, you know, we're going to break out some old school words here. If you had your druthers about it, you'd, I mean, wa- you'd want to play Calgary in that first round, but that's not going to be easy. It's not, it's not
2: Calgary. Calgary was. I knew they were going to be good. Did I think they were going to be that good? I don't know. Did you think they were going to be that good? Oh no, no. I mean, I oh. thought maybe wild card, not division winner. No, not division winner. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's really anybody's. Game. I don't have faith in. Um. I don't have faith in Dallas. Actually, you know, the, the more, the more I think about, it. like they're, they're again, they're another like sort of even Stevens team. Like, even in their goal differential, which is literally right now at zero, that, that means they they tie. As, <laughs> like, like, they give up as much as they give. And, and they didn't really do much at the deadline to to change that. So, so that's – I guess that's my team to fade. And that Vegas – I still think Vegas figures it out. I think Vegas figures it out. They've been in these pushes before. They're going to leapfrog it. I think they leapfrog Dallas and maybe they're the wild card team and here's the thing they've had colorado's number at different times they've been a bugaboo for the avalanche and i i actually honestly think that is a very convenient narrative hill for the colorado avalanche in their in in a, in a march to the cup like i feel like they, they like that's a wall that they got to get past in order to sort of tell that great story that all the media folks like us would like to be like oh they finally got the the Vegas night monkey off their back
1: like the yeah like we've all seen that the caps with the penguins the blues
2: with any number uh, uh, any number of teams pick a, pick a team yeah. detroit i still the detroit was always the one for me growing up like and mostly because it seemed like every blue that left the blues went to fucking detroit I'm looking at you hall looking at you shanny look at all of you Bastards! I then mean, you win cups.
1: You raise a good point, though. I mean, the one team that Colorado may not want to see in the wild card round would be Vegas. But then again, you're right. You got to get by that that hurdle. You got to overcome that obstacle that's held you down. I mean, it's happened so many times, not just in
2: hockey, of course, in all sports. It, narratives are great. Like, he, that's part of what makes sports beautiful. Like, like, look at the NCAA tournament right now. Like, the narratives right now. Are Coach K's last run and St. Peter's the little underdog that could. And that's like, that's what's driving the sport. Like, you know that they're salivating in Indianapolis right now at the possibility of a Duke, North Carolina Final Four (laughs) matchup. Right? Yeah. Just just like, I'll tell you, you know, as we, and maybe we do this next week, maybe our. I don't know. I want to do, I think it would be fun to do a show next week. Maybe where we talk about some fun Stanley cup playoff narratives that we would love to see like play out. Like as I think about the Colorado avalanche and, and the Vegas Knights, I also like who, if the Colorado avalanche make it to the Stanley cup finals and they're going to be the prohibited favorites folks, like they're going to be the favorites coming out of the West who out of the East would be the most fun to watch. Tampa Bay, Florida, and I don't even know who else you'd throw in there. Maybe Boston? Maybe Carolina. Boston. Maybe, uh, Car- I, I'm i starting to fade the noise a little bit on, uh, on uh, Carolina. I
1: don't know. I mean, I know. the best story that you could possibly get for a Stanley Cup final would probably be Colorado-Toronto. That would be the matchup that would have the best... Oh, well- Toronto's losing the first round. Well, man. You talk about Stanley cup narratives, Toronto, Boston. If that happens, yeah. there you go. I mean, no bigger one right. than that. They've got to get by the Bruins.
2: But I think that might be fun to do next week. Instead of just kind of going over the standards, let's, let's do, let's shell that next week. Maybe we turn it into a five by five, except it's just like our five favorite narratives going like it won't even be a five by five. It'll just be five. We, we, we find five good narratives that we think would be awesome for the Stanley cup playoffs. Based on that current playoff picture, oh. what do you think?
1: You think that sounds fun? That works for me. There's there's lots of fertile
2: oh. ground there. Cool. I I think that this that that could be a good as PC Tony says a good shoe, so to speak. Um, any other thoughts on on where we are, the standings? Anybody else we need to pay attention to right now, other than that crazy West and the wild card race there with eight teams still with a claim?
1: Not. I mean, I think we've touched on it. I, it looks like the east is just all about seeding, the West is all about, you know, I mean, Vancouver's the team that conceivably could make a, a move and surprise some people here. I, I do think you gotta keep an eye on the Kings and how they respond to this big injury that they suffered. Um and yeah. whether that whether they have the you know the ability to stick around, the perseverance to stand in there and overcome the loss of one of their best players that's the team i got to watch the last these last couple of few weeks here.
2: Huh. Yeah, i think so and it's going to play out soon and before we know it we're going to be sitting here talking about playoff hockey and we will know whether those narratives have come true and we'll have Kyle Moore's back on here because we got to have him back on here to talk playoff hockey Stanley Cup finals. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's hard to Not believe right. we're almost there. Right, you know, and we'll still be talking about hockey. It's March 26th as we record this. Don't forget, everybody, we'll be talking playoff hockey in June. Right. stay Let's go on forever. It's crazy. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Hockey Talk. Dave, before we get out of here, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on the Chairshot Radio Network. Yes,
1: you can find me on uh, the Chairshot Radio Network or on Twitter at Attitudeagg. That is at Attitude AGG or Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. <laughs>
2: And you can find me on the Twitter at wrestling realist that is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. I do want to once again, thank you all for bearing with me as I'm under the weather and sniffling away. Dave will do his best in post-production to accentuate that, make sure it's really, really loud and annoying to you in your earbuds. uh, and. Yeah, that's going to do it. Please, uh, once again, just another friendly plug. If you love what we do, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot. Otherwise, we will catch you next week when we're going to talk top five narratives going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. You have been listening to Hockey Talk here on The ChairShot Radio Network, a part of TheChairShot.com.
0: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.